1: If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
2: 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tirec.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few, Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. I do want to delve back into what continues to be the story of the week, and it continues to um, to, to evolve. Suni Lee won the Olympic gold medal last night in the all-around. Right? Pretty amazing for a young woman to ele- be, elevate herself during what anybody would consider trying times. But, like, look, to me... All of this is sports, right? All of this is this is the beauty to competition, the beauty to sports, and I, I tweeted out this morning: "Next woman up, right?" There's a there's a book. John Feinstein is, um, I think, the best uh, writer of sports novels in my lifetime. There are other really. Bill Simmons writes some really good, interesting books where he uses pop culture and they're great and easy read. There are other very, Mitch albums. a very talented writer. Feinstein, to me, he's the best. He wrote Next Man Up. And Next Man Up is an expression you have in the National Football League. Guy gets hurt and you, hey, next man up. And that's what we saw last night. That That's the beauty to all of these things. And while so many of us are caught up on whether or not it was right for Simone Biles to, to uh basically opt out of the meat of her competition so far at the Olympic Games, citing what's considered a mental health mental health issues, but the more you dig into it, she I I think she has some called the twisties, which is like a it's like a gymnastics version of the yips, where you can lose kind of your feeling for where you are. I don't know how I can't, I personally can't do a flip. Did you guys know that? Like we've talked about this until last year, I couldn't dive and I still can't do a flip even on a trampoline. Can't do it because I get upside down and I get completely lost and lose confidence. So I do. uh, And it's, it's a much more mature professional version of a woman who makes her living of flying off the earth and doing twists and backflips and flips and whatever And feeling completely uncomfortable. And and I guess the big question is, are you doing your team and yourself a disservice by having it, whatever it's reported at one time, but who knows how much she's had in practice, and then, you know, not participating in the Olympic Games? I don't know. But what I do know is, like, this is a classic sports tale. The starter couldn't go. And I know that Suni Lee was going to compete anyway. But if you relate it to the starter couldn't go, and the backup Wally pipped her. Now, she's not going to go down as a Wally Pipp Because she's been the most decorated female gymnast of the last decade. But this is sports. This is how it works. If you can't do it, if you're not ready, we'll find somebody that can. And this, But the story has to be about the one who succeeded. It's just not. No matter how graceful no matter how complimentary no no matter if it's the coach's decision or your decision, whatever you're not out there. Somebody else is it's somebody else's opportunity. If you can't go, if she's, she's injured, right? She's classically injured. SUNY Lee got the opportunity and took advantage of it. And that kicking ass, when you get that opportunity that you may have thought was never going to come, or this was not your time, or you had to wait four years, like that's pretty spectacular stuff. You know? Wait your turn, wait your turn, wait your turn. I tell this story all the time. Steve Nash was drafted by the Phoenix Suns. People forget that when Steve Nash was first drafted in the NBA, he was Jason Kidd's backup like a terrible plan for the Suns, right? Like, let's let's draft Steve Nash to back up. That, that doesn't work at all. But he got an opportunity to go play with the Dallas Mavericks with a coach who believed him in him and a style that fit him, and the rest, as they say, is history. Then when he came back to Phoenix, they completely transformed their roster and their coaching staff to fit him, and it was even better. And he was a two-time NBA MVP. You know? I, mean, I I, recorded a podcast this morning with Charles Jenkins and Charles Jenkins, is a tremendous player, um, overseas played in Olympiacos last year, but he was on the Warriors when they had Monte Ellis and they had Steph Curry. And he was like, look, it was just different when Steph was in, there was a better energy, but he wasn't necessarily better statistically than Monte Ellis. And if you know anything about. The Warriors and Bucks Andrew Bogut, Monte Ellis trade. You know that the Warriors actually offered up Steph Curry. Only the Bucks passed because, likely, because of his ankle injury. But the the fact is that Steph Curry then got a chance for hit to be his own team. They changed coaches, and the rest, as they say, is and played a style that that fits him. And the rest, as they say, is history. I I, I talked about this all week. And what I wondered aloud, what I wondered aloud was if, if LeBron James pulled himself out of the gold medal games or game seven of the NBA Finals because he didn't felt, feel right mentally, how would we treat him? right? How we treat him? And oh yeah, by the way, isn't our feelings about athletes being better than us, not just about their, unbelievable athletic gifts but honestly they're mental gifts they are mentally tougher more focused able to block out all the noise more than all of us and so here you have somebody who calls yourself the greatest of all time who's unable to do that for whatever reason and how we treat her is far different than how we treat any male athlete before her and maybe since but the other part to it is, would there be a sports parallel, sports story where the starter pulls themselves out. The backup comes in and achieves greatness. And we even talk about, about the back about the starter who pulled themselves out. Of course we would win. Of course we wouldn't. When Joe Flacco was replaced by Lamar Jackson, nobody talked about Joe Flacco anymore. Right? I mean, look what happened with Tua at Alabama. Look what happened with Jeff Hostetler when he filled in for Phil Sims. Like, Look what happened with, with, with Wally Pip. Does anybody know who Wally Pip is? But we all know who the Iron Horse is. So I, I find it to be really interesting how we approach stories and our fairness with them and the reality to, right, reality to it. But I also think the most important thing we can do today is go like, man, SUNY Lee, you were amazing. That's how sports works. The person who's willing to put themselves in the arena stands the most to lose and the most to gain. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TyRat.com/sports to see their vetted test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's
4: TyRat.com/sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: Okay, here's a question. And what I like to do on this show is I have my opinion. It's pretty well, pretty well known that I, I have no problem stating my opinion. I'll get to it in a second. But I, I, I also like and enjoy getting your opinion. Social media is probably the best way. At Gottlieb Show on Twitter. Um, you can hit me on our Facebook page. You have the Doug Gottlieb Show Facebook page. You can hit that as well. Or on Instagram at Gottlieb Show. Any way you want to communicate with us, we're we're I'm I'm I can communicate with you. So if you have something you want to add, like go for it. Have buyer, you've worked you worked in local TV in Wisconsin. Have you worked at, at any other network?
5: No network, no. Just local radio, and yeah, did some TV. Yep. Okay,
2: and then you came out to Fox when. 2005,
5: somewhere in okay.
2: 2005. So we're, we're at, at 16 years in counting. Yes. Okay. Ramos, you've been with Fox Sports Radio how long?
6: Since uh, 2009, I believe.
2: I believe I'm the longest-running show at this uh, at this time spot, too, by the way, at Fox Sports Radio. I always used to flip over. <laughs> this this was a bit of a turnstile for a while. My, I'm not wrong there, right? Like, if you went through all the guys you've you worked with, there would be a good number. Yeah, there's been a mix. Yeah, there's for sure. Mix. There's you know what? Amazing. You're going on four years. Yeah. Four plus I'm, I'm years. Four years. Yeah. Four yep. plus years. Um, okay. Lee, have you worked anywhere other than Fox?
1: No. I, uh, internet Fox and have been working here since.
2: Okay. So this is, this is great. So I would guess just kind of guessing that when Aaron Rodgers is like, man, they got to show better, but they got to be better with guys that are leaving the organization you know, some guys were offered pay cuts, some guys were just cut, you know, how they were handled, all of these things. You're sitting there, and I'm guessing most of you guys are like nodding your head, right? You're like, Yeah. Buyer? Yeah, yeah, I've I've been critical through Rogers throughout, but
5: I did yesterday in sticking up for his guys and his, you know, former teammates, and I thought,
2: okay, I can kind of, you know, see where, where he's coming from. So yeah. And I, and I thought it was great that, that Aaron Rodgers, I'll point this out. I thought it was great what he said about um, uh, what he said about, hey, I'm not a victim here. I've been handsomely mm-hmm. compensated. Like, sure. let's not, I'm. this is about other people, which is great and generous and thoughtful. Here's the problem. Okay, I've left two places professionally. I played for, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight teams professionally, nine teams professionally. Um, and I've uh I've like you said summer league with the Lakers. I did a summer league thing with the with the Timberwolves as well, right? So that's it's like eleven different professional organizations. Professional is a definite oxymoron. Um And I've worked for three networks. I've gone to two schools. And do you know what I found? I found that anytime you leave, it's never really the same. And that the longer you're gone from a place, in in the zero to five year window, you're usually, you're a little bitter towards them. They're a little bitter towards you. You may be bitter towards them, because of how they now look at you now that you're on the outside looking in or whatever. But here, here's the bigger takeaway. It just never ends well. It just doesn't. It's not really happy divorces. Still divorce. You know, there's different levels of, of unhappy divorces. That's it. And I know there's this idea that, well, you know, if you would have, dude, they would have been pissed anyway. If you would have offered Charles Woodson a pay cut, he'd be like, are you kidding? I'm Charles Woodson. Um, but the, the big thing is what, what you get, and he's right. He does have a finger on the pulse of the team. He does know who brings the right energy to practice. He is a valuable asset. But in order to be part of the personnel decision-making You have to look at it through a personnel decision-making eye. And you have to understand one. It it just doesn't end well. Like Brett Favre, it ended poorly. And then they brought him back. Ring of honor, ceremony, statue, all good. And then the second Aaron Rodgers is pissed, he's like, yeah, he's got to (laughs) go. Right? Do you know why? Because he's still mad. And you know what the truth is? The Packers are still mad. So, you know, this idea that had they handled things differently, things would have been different. No, they wouldn't. That's the, it's the, these are job hazards. are job hazards. You know, it's, it's, it's. I honestly, a lot like the Simone Biles thing, like, Hey, if you don't like the pressure of every four years or every five years in this case, competing and being, you know, everything you do being watched and magnified and all the sponsors, depending on you to not only perform, but then shake their hands and look them in the island. Then this is not for you. Hey, in professional football it doesn't end well fighters. They always end up on their back. Why it doesn't end well. I'm I'm guessing Peyton Manning, after he won a Super Bowl, probably wanted to come back to the Broncos. And they were like, remember how he after the Super Bowl, he didn't decide right away that he was done? Like, dude, you were bad this year. You were bad in the Super Bowl. We won the Super Bowl in spite of not because of you. Like, just take your ring and go. He's like, yeah, I need a couple weeks to decide. I'm sure in that couple weeks, he's like, you know, I could come back and be better this year. like, yeah, we're good. We're good. I think this is a great time to celebrate all the successes of your career. So, I think it's not just in tracking how many of those guys didn't have anything left in their career when they left. It's just the reality of he's trying to look at something from a personnel perspective. He's not a personnel guy. And if there's one thing that Aaron Rodgers has shown himself to be is really thoughtful, really respectful of his teammates, a good teammate who believes in his guys. Should be pointed out that he clearly doesn't believe in all of his current guys if he wants other players. And um two like we always think of the it's it's like uh Daryl Royal had this expression. Daryl Royal is the longtime famous coach at the University of Texas. And matter of fact, it's Daryl K. Royal Stadium where they play. And Daryl Royal, you say only only three things can happen when you throw the ball, and two of them are bad. Right? The truth is that. Same is true when you run the football. Nobody challenged him on that. And there's plenty of good things that can happen when you throw a football. It's not just catching the ball and moving the chains, but you can get penalties can be called as well. And also, if you need time, the clock stops if you throw an incomplete pass. And all the rules are set up to help passing, not help running. But that's beside the point. If you take Aaron Rodgers in to have conversations with him about personnel, and you, does that mean only the quarterback gets? What if you have Jair Alexander's a great defensive player? Does he get to have a say in who plays with him on defense? Maybe, not a crazy idea. But he, here's the here's the two things that could go bad. One, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to at some point be part of cutting somebody he really likes. That's now what everybody misses about being the boss. Ah, I want to be the boss. I want to hire my friends. Guess what's going to have to happen if you're the boss? You're going to have to fire one of your friends at some point. And you know what happens when you fire one of your friends? Ramos, take a guess.
6: They're not your friend anymore. They're
2: not your friends anymore. <laughs> they don't go, like, man, I really like playing with Aaron Rodgers. They go, I hate Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but he threw you the ball and you made all that money. Dude, he cut me. They called him in and he cut me and he can go like, nah, man, I had nothing to do with it, bro. You just said you wanted personnel making decisions and I'm out. Here's the other part to it. Aaron Rodgers says, Hey, I really like this guy. I want to keep this guy. And they're like, yeah, we just don't agree. Now Aaron Rogers is going to feel like, well, what was the point of me being in that process? If you, you're not going to take my word for it. And they're like, we took your word. We, we listened to you. We heard you. We just disagree with you. There's nothing wrong with your opinion. We just want to go a different direction. So, he's not wrong in the... the, the if this is a lot like... Uh, it's like communism, right? Like, in a vacuum, communism is great. It works. Everybody gets Everybody gets taken care of. Everybody gets paid. Everybody gets health insurance. <clears throat> everybody gets a a place to live, then a little summer dacha, right? Everybody has a job. Whatever field you want, you go and you work, do your thing, you're off, you're off, great. The reality is that doesn't work because some people are lazy and some people work really hard and some people are better at their jobs than others and they can expect to be compensated more. Okay, what about capitalism? Well, put capitalism in a vacuum, works. Okay, but pure capitalism does not work. The rich get richer and the poor get poor. How are you ever supposed to get out if you don't have a, don't have somebody helping you up? Right. Oh, well the, in theory, Aaron Rodgers being part of the personnel to making decisions is great. Problem is he's going to have to cut one of his favorite teammates at some point in time. And he'll get lumped into that. And there'll be a time in which they don't actually believe or agree with his point of view. And, it'll end up being a worse relationship than it is now. Why wouldn't they let Aaron Rodgers... That's why. That's why. Let personnel guys do personnel things. You throw the football. We got breaking news. Let's go to Dan Byer. Dan?
1: Breaking news from
5: Fox Sports. Doug? Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports and the Athletic reports that the San Diego Padres are on the verge of acquiring Nationals pitcher Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Baseball's trade deadline is tomorrow coming up at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, so we have just broken the 24 hour window, less than 24 hours until that. Scherzer uh, did pitch today against the Phillies. That was actually going to be in question. Threw six innings, struck out five and got the win in game one of a doubleheader against the Phillies. It was his eighth win of the year, an ERA of 2.76, but again, Ken Rosenthal all of Fox Sports and the Athletics saying the Padres close to acquiring pitcher Max Scherzer.
2: This after the Yankees acquired Joey Gallo. I know the Yankees is pretty funny, right? They have all these swing and miss home run hitters. So they went out and got somebody who's steady, Eddie, all these puts the ball in play. I'm kidding. Apparently they need a left-hand bat. He is a phenomenal left-hand bat. But do you know who's going to be just um, he's just going to be obnoxious. Is Daniel Jeremiah just gonna be obnoxious if they get Scherzer? Just the worst.
5: <laughs> and uh, Dodgers and Giants are playing right now, but we we've talked about it. And we, the if you had a Padres Dodgers wild card game like that, uh, that would just be absurd. And right now, the standings would say that's what would be happening at Dodger Stadium. But could you imagine, man? Scherzer against Bueller.
2: Yeah, they got to get him out of that wild card game. They got to get him in a real series. I need the Dodgers to pick it up here. Although the Dodgers, like, they're, they're going to have to make a move for the bullpen, don't they? They have to make a move. It's fine. It's fine. Has been for years. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking like a true Brewer fan. That's that's, that's exactly what that sounds like to me. Be sure
1: to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey,
3: it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot
2: baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your
3: podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is...
2: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TyRat.com/sports to see their vetted test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's
4: TyRat.com/sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: let me quickly uh play for you. This was Brian Gunnikunst, who's the GM of the Packers, who uh it was described as he has a professional relationship with Aaron Rodgers. This is Brian Gunnikunst earlier today.
7: It's no different than um it's always been. You know, you know like his the input from him and again, he's unique in the fact of what he's done for the this, this every player is not going to have that kind of input, right? I mean it's going to be Aaron, but he's always had it. Um I think it's how we incorporate it and at the end of the day, it's not—it's really no different than some of the the other people in our organization that have opinions about what we're going to do. At the end of the day, I'm going to take that in, and then I'll make the decision, and we'll move forward.
2: Yeah. So look, I, I thought this was interesting. He he said uh, he said that Aaron always had that Aaron has always had input uh, from the, from the team. They've always always taken his input. This is Brian Gunenkunst on the Randall Cobb trade.
4: You guys made the decision after the 18th season not to bring him back in free agency. Is he really just here to to make Aaron happy, Is that primarily
7: the? I think that's a big part of it. I think it's a big, you know, obviously without Aaron, I don't think we would probably be pursuing that. Um, Reynolds still a really good player, and um, seeing him last night just kind of reminded me, you know, how what an impact he'll have in our locker room <clears throat> for our football team. But you know, this, this was a this was a very important thing for Aaron, and that's why we did it.
2: Um. Uh, that's that's really interesting, right? The way in which, like, uh, it's really important for Aaron, and that's why we did it, you know? And I, I, I like that he didn't go into the nuance of what really happened when Randall Cobb left. And he's like, look, it was really important to him. We went and did it. And when I saw him, we remembered, you know, brought back all the good kind of feels and memories. I thought Goodenkunst, who obviously wasn't completely forthcoming, whereas Aaron Rodgers—that's what we want from an athlete for the most part—is we want complete and utter honesty. That is honestly how he sees the world. Where did he? Did he um, contradict himself? Some, of course, he did. Of course, that's the problem with where he stands—is that he's going to he contradict himself some. But at least he gave us, this is inside his brain. And our brains sometimes, unbeknownst to ourselves, even when you're brilliant guys like Aaron Rodgers, will contradict ourselves. Brian Goodenkins was the, oh, gee, shucks, you know. He was kind of like the classic press conference. Hey, we always take his his insight. And we went and got Randall Cobb because he said it was important to him. We want to make him happy. He also said that this was interesting. He also said that he never looked at Aaron Rodgers as a lame duck. Aaron Rodgers said yesterday he didn't
1: want to be a lame duck quarterback. How do you or did you assure Aaron that
7: he won't be this season? Yeah, that's a hard one for me because I don't, I don't necessarily, I've never looked at it like that. Uh, obviously, at the moment, he's got a, you know three years left on his contract, so we certainly don't look at it as a lame duck. Um, you know, we, we may alter that, but even at that stage, it's not going to be a one-year contract, so. Never looked at it like that. As you guys know, in this business, it's everything's year to year. But uh, I've never looked at it as a lame duck situation with any player.
2: Yeah, and and that part is, it's real, and it's the Packers' stance. Is it honest? It's like, you ever watch those, um, you ever watch a political debate, and they bring in a guy who's like, was he telling the truth? Was he not telling the truth? What is that called, Ramos? Uh, Bayer, do you guys know? What is that? There, there's a guy like CNN and Fox News they always, CNN always has one where they're like uh it's like the truthometer guy and they they go through statements that people made during the debate and they try and see you know how many of them what was it true was it not true like a fact checker or something like that yes fact checker a fact checker like if I was to fact check this I would say mostly true right? Yes. Aaron Rodgers technically is under contract for two years. He said they might go back and re which means they have not to this point lopped off that last year as was previously reported. He said we might go do that, but it wouldn't be a one-year deal. In other words, they're likely to do what they said they were going to do and probably get some cap room back. But he also said this is a year-to-year business. Um. I, I, I think part of it is also that we have to realize that if Brian Kunst is to give Aaron Rodgers a long-term extension, they are going to admit that Jordan Love isn't good enough or they got to move Jordan Love. So, um, look, I thought it was mostly true what he said. I did think some of the things were interesting. He kind of had a, there's a kind of quiet confidence which I understand, which was like, he was coming back anyway. We weren't trading him and we acquiesced to one desire for a player in order to make sure we got him here relatively on time. But like, what do you guys want me to do? He has a three-year contract. We are going to, we're going to pay him every penny as long as we have him. Yes, we can get out of it at the end of this year and we may use Jordan love, but let's just see how this year plays out. That was generally what I learned from it. Okay. uh, Buyer, you liked Rogers yesterday. What would you think of Goodenkun's today?
5: I had yeah, I I had I w- I was really critical of Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and leading up to this and I I don't want I don't know if like is the right word but I could understand uh his point of view a little bit better. I th- th- I think that was the, the what I came away with from yesterday and and I'm actually just really not surprised the, with Brian Gutekunst and how he handled today the the flat out as you said, the flat-out saying we only did this deal for Randall Cobb uh, for Aaron Rodgers, I thought was very candid, uh, just as candid as Aaron Rodgers was yesterday. So I am, uh, I liked, I I liked at least how they're just they're they're like on the same path, but they're on different highways. If that makes any any yeah. sense, there, uh, the you know there there may not be a relationship that doesn't seem to be a great relationship there, but they're both speaking the truth and they're saying this is what it is and. It is what it is, but I, 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 I like it better than coach speak, I'll tell you that much.
2: I do too. Okay, here's the here's the big question. Do you think this relationship can last beyond this year?
5: I think it's going to be difficult because I still think that Brian Gutekunst and the Packers have their vision for what is, um, you know, how the franchise wants to go. And I think at some point that they they also will just want to move on. Um get something for Aaron Rodgers at the end of this year. It's one of the reasons Doug and that I I thought that Green Bay should have traded him because I just didn't think that his value would be any higher than it is coming off of an MVP season for a guy that's going to be 38 years old in December.
2: True, but I also think they think they're that they, they the team Oh, is I going understand. To
5: now. Yeah, I understand all that, but it's just of of how long do you want to you know, it's the not that it's it's not worth it if you win a Super Bowl this year. Obviously, if you're in it, you're going to try to win it. But I just didn't think that the long term effects of of this in a lot of ways were good for uh, the Green Bay side of things.
2: Right, which is interesting. I, I think what happens with Randall Cobb is going to be fascinating as well. Right? Like they drafted another Randall Cobb. Like that's what they did. Like they're like, in many ways, this is where you're like, they're on the same path, just different highways or whatever which is they both realized they needed a a really talented slot wide receiver that was missing. So they went out and got the kid from Clemson. And Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, I want Randall Cobb because he's a slot wide receiver, super smart, right? And so now they have a little bit of redundancy, although you can – I mean, you can play them together. It doesn't really matter. But the point is how Randall Cobb plays, like, determines who wins, right? Determines who wins in the – because Randall Cobb is a little over the hill and injury prone – and a little overpriced, whereas the kid from Clemson, um, who's also named Rogers, is um, is probably a little bit inexperienced, right? And underpaid, and a little bit green, and hasn't seen everything. And how does he play when it actually matters? I think that's going to be a fascinating look, and it kind of helps with the whoever wins the argument, right? Like, Randall Cobb may get a lot of balls rolling in the year, and he may... Age out or tire out, or maybe it's Rodgers that gets a lot of balls during the year, and then kind of like Tom Brady, late in the year you go with the guys you can depend yeah. on, like like uh, like Gronk yeah. and like Antonio Brown.
5: It was a magnificent point because when you look at that Super Bowl box score, you know you could you can look at the stats of what Antonio Brown did in 2020 or what Rob Gronkowski did in 2020, but all you needed to know was what happened in Super Bowl 55. That's I mean, when you see the, how Grok was used, when you see how Antonio Brown was used, when you saw the limited uh, nature that, that Mike Evans had, that was it was a, a very, very great point. Now if Green Bay you know reaches the Super Bowl 56 and Randall Cobb has eight catches for 82 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl, then it was worth it. But yeah, to your point, it's uh, his production is going to show who wins or loses. I, I am on board with that. maybe, maybe the better analogy I should have said where they're driving on the same road but in separate cars. Maybe that could be, and then they could just veer off. One could yeah. go, yeah, go one way, one can
2: go one way, one go the other. Yeah. yeah. Do you like? Do you do that when you go somewhere? Do you ever ride with somebody else secretly? Like, hey, I'll, I'll pick you up. Like, no, no, no I, I, I'm coming from a different direction because because you want to be able <laughs> to leave when you want to leave. Sure. Do they call it? Do they call it an Italian exit? Is that what it's called? Where you just kind of duck out the back when nobody's looking. I don't know. That's an Irish goodbye.
5: Well, that's a Lee Delap. Our experts.
2: Uh, Lee, her. is it called an Irish goodbye?
1: Yes, that is an Irish goodbye.
2: Why is it an Irish goodbye?
1: I have no idea, but I think it has something to do with uh, you know ducking out of the bar or something like that. I don't know.
2: Uh, hold on, Irish goodbye—a slang phrase rumored to originate in the Northeast. A person ducking out of a party, social gathering, or a very bad date without bidding farewell. Right? He just kind of ghosting somebody. Just deuces. That's my that's my jam. Is I just I don't like the everybody knowing when I'm leaving or when I arrived. If there's a back door, I'll circle through. I won't say goodbye on my way out. I'll just make sure I mingle with everybody. So I I made an appearance and then deuces. Deuces. Now a French exit is leaving a dinner or a ball without saying goodbye to the host or hostesses. That's just rude. That's just rude. An Irish goodbye, you don't say goodbye to anybody. So the opposite of an Irish goodbye is an Indian exit. Yes. Go ahead. Mariela. I I was I was told
3: and
6: I could be wrong, but I was told that it's you're supposed to say hi to everybody when you come into someplace. But then when you leave, you don't have to say goodbye. That's what that's someone someone told that to me. Like, as long as you, you, you state your presence, like, hi, good to see you. But when you're ready to go, you don't have to go around to everybody again and say goodbye, because it's just that's I heard someone say that. So I don't know if you've heard that before, if that's just something totally off the mark. I don't know. But that's what I've heard.
2: There's also a Dutch leave too. That's the sa- same type of thing. Irish, French, Dutch, they're all considered rude. Right. And that's where the Indian exit is. You say goodbye to everybody. Um, yeah, I listen, I've had basketball teams where you had to look people in the eye and shake their hand every morning. Right? like, that's a lot of people do that in basketball where you have to say uh, good morning, but you don't. So your thing is you, you were told you have to say hello, but never have to say goodbye. Cause you don't want to say goodbye. No, not
6: because I don't want to say goodbye. It's just say figure once you've said hello to everybody, you don't have to go around again when you leave and say goodbye. Like you've already, that's kind of a given. Are you supposed
2: to get to the door and turn around and go, bye, everybody? <laughs> <laughs>
6: I have done that. I've had, t- I've had walked away and just kind of waved to the crowd like, all right, see you guys later, and then we just kept moving. So, yeah, <laughs> that is funny, though.
2: We have, uh, we have news from Shams Sharania. You do we want to go to? Buyer for breaking news, or do, do you want to just At, discuss it? I I, I had
5: a I had a couple of things. Go uh, ahead, go. Uh, yeah, no. The uh, in the this NBA more with the draft game. tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it started out. I'll I'll get to the big one. It started out with uh, Wode saying that Montrezl Harrell opting into his contract, which would allow the Lakers and Kings to do a deal that would have Harrell and Kuzma going to Sacramento for Buddy Hield. Landry Shamit is going to be dealt by Brooklyn to Phoenix for the 29th pick tonight. And now, as you said. Shams of The Athletic are reporting that the Lakers and Wizards are engaged on a trade that would send Russell Westbrook to the Lakers.
2: So what would they send to the Wizards?
5: Um, I'm not sure.
2: What do they have left? I mean, it's got to be Dennis Schroeder on say. a sign-in trade, but I don't know if Dennis Schroeder ends up in Washington or they trade him and then he trades. they trade him somewhere else.
5: Yeah, this is all that Shams has right now. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just,
2: I'm just, I'm, try, I'm kind of going to go through my mental Rolodex. Like what else do they have to trade? What else do they have to trade? Okay. So it, it would appear as though the Lakers plan would be Anthony Davis. They want to start him at the five. I'm told, uh, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, buddy healed and, and Caruso. Or maybe they signed somebody mid-level exception. I'm trying to think who else they have on their roster. It won't be Matthews, the starter. They don't have. won't have Coos anymore. Who am I missing? They won't have KCP. THT. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think he'd be part of the trades. He's getting traded. Like he's literally the the only two things they have of value. Okay. Right?
5: Well, this is interesting. Okay. Because uh, just as uh, Shams tweeted this out, the. Uh, Woj report had healed for Kuzma and Harrell. Not saying it was done, but those would be the parameters. Sham saying that the Wizards-Lakers deal would be Kuzma, Harrell, uh, and KCP for Westbrook with the Lakers draft pick tonight, number 22 overall. Also, Wait, wait, one
2: more time. I'm sorry. Say it again.
5: Yeah, that's right. Kuzma, uh, Montrez, Harrell, uh, KCP for Westbrook with the 22nd pick in tonight's draft also, uh, which is owned by the Lakers, possibly going to Washington as well.
2: Okay, so they wouldn't be trading for Buddy Hield.
5: Correct. That's what Shams is saying. Now, Woj reported that Harrell's opt-in would have lo- allowed the Lakers to ship Kuzma and Harrell to the Kings for Buddy Hield.
2: Hmm. Okay. Well, I like I like the I like the I like the, the Buddy Hield better than I like Russell Westbrook, even if I love Russell Westbrook's competitiveness. They need shooting badly, and Buddy gives that to you. Yeah, I
5: agree. I think we're all in
2: consensus we're all here. In consensus here, yeah, yeah. What kind and of show we is all that? like the Irish exit. Do you like it, <laughs> Byer? Do you like the Irish exit? <laughs> sure. Or are, you, are you are you a say goodbye guy? Say goodbye to
5: everybody. I, uh, I, my, my, I, feel, I would feel guilty just leaving. I would have to say goodbye.
2: I feel a little bit of guilt, but then I get a drive away. and I'm like, that saved me 10 minutes and yeah, but there's, goodbyes.
5: There's that great rush of once the goodbye is said and you're walking out the door, knowing that you're in the clear. Like at, a, like at a wedding when you're waiting for the bride and groom and they're making their way around and you have to wait for them to stop talking for five or 10 minutes. It's better to just leave instead of like sitting there and just standing awkwardly listening at a conversation you
6: don't yeah, like care I left about.
2: You, I left you money. Isn't that enough? Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, yes. Ramos.
6: Sometimes isn't it better? And I agree with you, by the way, that Buddy Hill – Sometimes isn't it better to get like a player you actually need than just like a splash name that people just want to show up? Like I think that's what the Lakers think. Like if we get West Westbrook, that's like the star, and everybody's going to come and watch. But I don't that's think so
2: okay. I no, I'm I'm agreeing like, with you. Like but they, they have LeBron and Anthony Davis, yeah. and they're the Lakers. But are, so, and and no one's been in the building for a year and a half. People are going to show up. They they they're trying to put together a championship roster. And it's not easy because Anthony Davis and LeBron James make a lot of money, and they don't have a lot of assets because they used all those almost all those assets to to land them Anthony Davis, right?
6: Yeah, so, but I, and I agree with you about Buddy Hield. I I think that's a better trade. So I I don't know well, why they need Westbrook. Yeah, bread of fit. What have it?
2: Well, what they they want they need a, a point guard. Not that Westbrook's the true, but they they do need a point guard on some level. They need. I mean, look, you, you want to try and win a championship. I mean, Russell Westbrook has been a better player throughout his career than, than uh, Buddy Heald has been. Buddy Heald is about potential and upside, but as good as Buddy Heald is, it wasn't like Sacramento won anything this year, and they got some talent, right? So um, I would guess that they're going to take the defense and competitiveness of Westbrook and playing him off the ball where he's a slasher, and that worked a, a good amount this year. As opposed to playing with LeBron, I don't, I don't know how that looks with LeBron. I, that you're going to have to get more shooting around those guys. If you're going to put those two together. Put those two together.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.